This is Guilty Conscience, casual discussions on transfer pricing, tax treaties, and related topics. A podcast from Skadden that invites thought leaders and industry experts to discuss pressing transfer pricing issues, international tax reform efforts, and tax administration trends. We also dig into the innovative approaches companies are using to navigate the international tax environment and address the obligation everyone loves to hate. Now your hosts, Skadden Partners, David Farhat and Nate Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Guilty Conscience. As always, Nate Carden here with David Farhat, Aman Kyler, Stefan Victor. Today, we're joined by Liz Stevens from Kaplan and Niraja Srinivasan from Nira, who are going to talk to us about a really interesting program to develop new transfer pricing professionals, because those of us who have been doing it for a while want to get out, and we need people to take our place. Iman, you did this. So why don't you start us off? Tell us about it and what you did. Sure. Uh, First, both of you, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm always excited to have conversation about mentorship and leadership, and this is the perfect forum to do that. So in in the fall of 2020, you two launched the ABA's Transfer Pricing from Classroom to Boardroom Mentorship Program with the goal to pair uh, law students and students in finance that are interested in a career in transfer pricing with in-house corporate leaders who are leaders uh, in transfer pricing. And in my opinion, this is one um, first of its kind and a major contribution to the profession for two reasons. One, um, oftentimes when we think about mentoring law students, uh, especially students interested in tax, we think about law firms, accounting firms, but we never think about that insider view of what multinationals care about, how they operate, their priorities. And I think this does that. And second, it gives these leaders who are transfer pricing experts an opportunity to share their wisdom. With that, can you tell us uh, why you started this program and just the goals of the program as well? So we started the program because, you know, it was the middle of the pandemic. And what else were we going to do with our time? You know, uh, but, uh, you know, as, as I mentorship is very has always been very meaningful to me. You know, I, I feel like I've benefited from it hugely in my career and in my life. And so it's something that I think is meaningful and that is, you know, I, I want to support. So it, the year that I was chair of the transfer pricing committee, I thought, well, let's try to start some sort of mentorship program and get, you know, it's, it's transfer pricing is niche. So getting a law student interested in tax is one thing. Getting a law student interested in transfer pricing is like on another level. But what if we could get people, you know, who are second or two L's or three L's or LLM students and match them up with somebody who is living transfer pricing day to day as a mentor and not just someone, you know, as, as you said, Iman, from a law firm or an accounting firm or, you know, someone who's an advisor like us, but someone who's the actual client um, and give them the perspective of the user, you know, of, of transfer pricing and, you know, give them an opportunity to develop a relationship. So that's sort of conceptually uh, where I started. And I had, uh, I had attended a, I'd attended a conference in Dallas, of all places, in uh, November, I think, uh, the previous year, right before the pandemic. And I heard Niraja uh, speak on, you know, mentorship and team building within her company. So I thought, who better to work on this? And I called her up. And I'm passing her the baton right now. Let her give her side of the story. And I should have to complete that whip in the rest of history, right? Uh But but I was, 
really thrilled and really honored um, when Liz called me and said, look, we're doing this program and, uh, you know, we'd like to pair up law students. And I'm not a lawyer. Okay, so mea culpa right here. But I'm just pairing up law students with in-house transfer pricing leaders. And I was at Dell at that point in time. And subsequently, I went to Nira. So I was living the in-house life. And I'd never seen a law student come and ask me questions, perhaps once in a while, a LinkedIn ping or something like that. So it is a very intriguing combination to me. Would it work? How do you make it work? How do you give the students something that isn't just too operational, too nitty gritty? I mean, they're looking at transfer pricing from books, right? And the real world is a lot different. So would the corporate in-house team be able to really impart something that was interesting and intriguing and would get law students interested in transfer pricing as a profession. Now we have a new generation of transfer pricing practitioners that are going out into the world. So I loved Liz's idea, I thought it was fabulous. And so we pioneer women decided, okay, let's, let's give this a shot, let's do a pilot program, let's get it going and see how it would work and how, how do we scale it up. So it was a terrific opportunity. And like Liz said, mentoring was hugely important to me all my life, couldn't have done it without it. So how did it start out? What were the first couple of steps you guys took to kind of get it going and how has it been going? Yeah, well, I think the first couple of steps um, should have been lots of glasses of wine, but, you know, it was in the middle of the pandemic and we were not about to do <laughs> virtual happy hours. But we had, I think, Liz, we had tons of discussions, you know, how do we do this? How do we do that? And we went into the details of things. How do you make it work at a cellular level? Because if it didn't work there, it was not going to be this big grand thing. And I think coming out of those discussions step by step came a program deck, a set of instructions, reaching out to law schools, reaching out to potential corporate mentors, you know, and every step sort of yielded progress and some good output. And so we were very encouraged and we took it forward from there. We relied on a lot of friends. So Nirja has, uh, uh, she has a, a lot of, you know, a lot of contacts in the, the corporate space. And I had a lot of contacts with uh, law professors around the country, tax professors. And so we kind of both leaned on our contacts to try to source the mentors and the mentees. And we were very fortunate that we had a lot of people who were willing to be generous with their time and their recommendations and, you know, kind of generate some enthusiasm. And we, were, we had an initial cohort of six students, uh, which we grew into, what were we at, 12 or 13 last year? Um, we're at nine this year. So we think there are some, some benefits to keeping it relatively small because the, the capstone exercise that happens at the end of the, the one-year program, which we'll, we can tell you about, that you're, you know, could become unmanageable if we had 50 students. But you know, we think uh, you know, having a, a smaller curated program where we can really focus our attention on the mentors and mentees and you know, help them help support their relationships um, has made a lot of sense. But I think that, you know, this would not have, Nirja and I just kind of got it started, but people like, people like Iman, uh, who have been willing to, you know, help, help move heaven and earth to, to keep it going and really put in a lot of, a lot of hours uh, and a lot of thought to make it successful. Um, Absolutely. So a lot of shared credit. Awesome. Can you just expand a little bit more about the capstone? Uh, I know that the pilot year, we the case study was the Amazon 2017 case. Last year, we did a co uh, Compton Authority exercise, and we're you know working on the exercise for this year. Can you just touch a little bit about what the exercise is, how we work on that, uh, and all the fun that goes into that? I think 
conceptually, you know, we, we matched, you know, matched up the mentors and mentees and, you know, we wanted, wanted to keep it fairly flexible because we didn't want to impose too many requirements on our mentors. So they're already being generous with their time. So we left, you know, left the program fairly unstructured, but we wanted there to be at least one touch point that everyone was sort of working towards and that would, you know, provide a sort of a, a discussion topic and a point for, you know, basis for interactions between the mentors and the mentees. So, you know, the first first half of the program is kind of get to know you. And then the second half of the program, you know, we, we introduced the capstone materials and we also, you know, added a teamwork element, had the mentees work in, in pairs the first year. They were in teams of uh, four or five last year. So this year they're, you know, in teams of four or five. So then they not only work together, but also maybe get to have some interaction with one another's mentors. And, you know, the, the exercise at the end, the first, you know, the first year we had to do it on Zoom. Uh, last year was hybrid. This year will be hybrid. But we wanted to have a kind of a, a, a written component. So they do some, you know, some development and, and analysis up front uh, and some prep, but then also a performative component where they are interacting with one another and it's, it's live and we don't know where it's going. And, you know, so it make it kind of dynamic. Uh, so that's high level concept uh, with the capstone. But Nirja, do you want to talk about what we're, what we're doing this year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, every year just becomes, you know, we raise the bar on the fun element. And so I worry about the next year. <laughs> but this, this year we're doing a mock mini trial or a mini mock trial, however you want to think about it. And um, it, it's basically, you know, a U.S. headquartered taxpayer with lots of foreign operations um, running into a transfer pricing audit for years and years getting challenged on the amount of profitability in the U.S. by the IRS. And they've um, written up tons of IDRs. They've gone through appeals and now they're at tax court. And so we really have, we've got these two teams and each team has lawyers and economists and, uh, you know, plaintiff defendant, if you will. And they are going to pretty much talk about the expert reports. They're going to do a direct and cross-examination of the experts, the economic experts, and maybe a fact witness if we can get that in as well. Um, so they go back and forth and doing some cross-examination. And then we have a jury, uh, which names TBD, but we're working on it. So if anyone's interested in being part of the jury, raise your hands. <laughs> but we will have a jury that, based on the merits of the arguments and positions taken, will make the call. So you know, it's it's a great exercise because the students are going to be showcasing their negotiating strength, right? This is not about, you know, the, the math and or the theories or anything. This is about how well they negotiate, how well they cross-examine. So I think I think it's going to be a very fun exercise and a really good learning opportunity, hopefully, for all of them. David, you were a judge last year. What was your take? Yeah, I was. I got to and be. We're hoping you're coming back this year. Yes, I am. I, I am coming back. I had a blast last year. I got to be a coach on the Competent Authority Project. As folks who listen to this know, Competent Authority is near and dear to my heart. I got to coach the India team. And my only complaint was that I only got to do it for one day. I wish I could have kind of worked with folks a little bit longer. Um, I thought it was an amazing exercise. The uh, mentors and the mentees were, were absolutely amazing. The enthusiasm they had for the program uh, kind of bringing these aspects, these practical aspects of, of, of transfer pricing 
two uh, law students and 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 an economist and and MBA students, which it was just fascinating, right? It was something you know. Thinking back to my own uh, law school experience, it's all theory. You don't get to get the hands on. So I I thought that was fun because I got the uh, India Competent Authority team. We could be a little bit. Uh, I could be a little bit of a rascal, which I enjoyed. <laughs> um, so so yeah, it was uh, it, it it was a ton of fun. And for the folks listening, um, please reach out and volunteer to help. Whether you want to be a mentor, um, whether you want to recommend folks to be a mentee, or if you want to help with the Capstone program, I think I think it's amazing. And it's and honestly, it it, it was a lot of fun. What kinds of backgrounds do the mentees typically have? What are you looking for? I would say, you know, right off the bat, Nate, when we send out the application package, right, and we get CVs and cover letters, and then we do, you know, we sift through them, and then we do interviews, the things that we're looking for is, frankly, enthusiasm, commitment, and hopefully some degree of familiarity with transfer pricing, but the interest to be in international tax and transfer pricing, right? So... That's all we really judge by. And the, the, the absolute diversity that we end up getting is amazing. You know, applicants from schools all over the country. So all U.S. schools at this point, I don't know, maybe we'll go internationalist. But right now it's, you know, we get 45 applications from all across the country. I mean, it's, it's gender diverse. It's diverse in terms of race and ethnicity as well as, you know, points of view. We don't select for that but it's amazing how it just comes in the door. And that tells you a lot about talent. That's where talent is. It's everywhere. Can you talk a little bit about cultivating an interest in transfer pricing? How do you do that? You know, it's sort of like, um, it's like a disease. You know, you infect people with this love of transfer pricing. That is the best way to put it. Yeah, it, re- it really is. Uh, unfortunately, it's, it's, highly, it's highly communicable. If you like COVID, if you spend a lot of time in proximity to somebody who loves transfer pricing, you know, you tend to, you tend to catch it. Um, but, you know, I, I really, it's a better question for our mentors, I think, because somehow they are, they're achieving that. They are cultivating an interest and an uh, enthusiasm for transfer pricing in the mentees. And I, you know, we, as Nir just said, we try to start with people who have some inkling of what it is and some, you know, some interest. It's, it, you know, it's tough. If you're a 2L, you won't have taken a transfer pricing class. Um, you know, you may, may have heard of transfer pricing, but, uh, you know, rarely do they have much in the way of background. But we've had, you know, quite a few of our mentees conclude the program and go and take jobs in transfer pricing. Uh, many of them here in the DC area, pretty impressive jobs. Uh, we were just talking uh, the other day about one of our current mentees, I think is, is looking at three different offers, all in transfer pricing. So that's, I think, proof that the, uh, the infection is spreading and uh, our program has been successful. I will add to that, not on the disease portion of it here, but I will, I will add that many of our mentors are now in a position, right, to offer jobs to the students that they're coaching. And we're talking about, you know, Fortune 50, Fortune 100 companies, right, where there's a lot of complexity. And I think it's a great sort of breeding ground for somebody who wants to do transfer pricing. So again, thanks to mentors who are excited about the program and saying, well, why do I need to go and look, you know, elsewhere? I've got the perfect candidate right here. So so that's an, an added benefit. Yeah. 
major shout out to the mentors because I feel like a lot of our mentors are high level leaders in their respective field and they're willing to freely give their time, which they barely have. So um, thank you so much for uh, dedicating some of your time with this program. Another question for both of you, Liz, I know you were the past uh, transfer pricing chair for the ABS transfer pricing section. Naraja, you're the current chair. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about the ABA, your involvement, and how you start? You got started in the tax section. Okay, perhaps I'll go first because I have the shortest history. As a non-lawyer, um, it was quite a thrill. It is a thrill to be included in a, the transfer pricing committee in a in a role that I can serve. So, I really honestly heard of ABA. I was in corporate life. I heard of the ABA through through Liz. And, um, you know, and the ABA panels that I participated in, I wasn't even a member when Liz said, how about that mentoring thing, huh? And I said, wow, I better become a member. How am I going to get this paid for? And so, okay, so yes, everybody should be mentors um, and, <laughs> and members. So that's how I got into the ABA with Liz saying, look, there's some interesting work. Do you want to join? And I, that's how I joined. And I've only been here three years. So I, uh, I became involved with the tax section. I, uh, I was infected with a love of transfer pricing during my LLM program at NYU. And I knew that was what I wanted to do. So I, well, I was, I was clerking in DC at the, at the tax court and came, you know, took the day to come over to the May meeting, you know, that they have here in DC every year for the tax section. And I saw on the program that there was a business meeting for the transfer pricing committee. And I thought, oh, wow. That's cool. I should show up to that. So I went to the business meeting and met all these people who were involved with transfer pricing. And um, you know they they don't often get new blood, and it just shows up at the at the business meetings. So they're like, "Wow, what have we here? Um, we should get this person involved." And it it proved to be a really good platform to develop a network in transfer pricing. And you know I've I've continued to be involved with the ABA in different uh, roles, and I. I feel like the tax section is, you know, it's a it's a trade organization on one level, but it also has a, a bigger mission uh, in terms of enhancing the profession, increasing diversity within the profession, and sort of being the being a voice that the IRS and Treasury can look to that is not, you know, we're not if we write comment letters, we're not just speaking on behalf of individual clients. We're really trying to give you a an objective view of you know, kind of effective tax administration and what is administrable, you know, in the real world. And so I, you know, I uh, value being a part of and being able to contribute to an organization like that, because I think it, you know, it makes the tax world, you know, a better place. To that point, for all the younger tax professionals or students listening to this, get involved with the ABA, the tax section and come to the transfer pricing committee meetings. If for nothing else, it's you're going to meet a lot of people that are enthusiastic about the subject matter and a lot of people that are enthusiastic about mentorship. And I can tell you from my career, um, I wouldn't be where I am without the mentors. And it's good kind of showing up. And I, I love the story you tell us. You kind of just showed up wide and everyone's like, hey, new person <laughs> and kind of took care of you. Go in there and get some of that love and some of that attention and, um, you know, get some of that guidance. I think it's it's really important. So for the professionals, show up so you can find young people. For the young people, go and you'll meet the, the folks that are there that are waiting eagerly for you to show up. 
David, to your point, the way I got involved with this program was I think I saw I attended a random TP meeting and Liz was talking about the program and I just randomly emailed them. I'm like, hey, this sounds interesting. How can I help? <laughs> and they got back to me <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> and and it was history from there. Yeah, most definitely. Get get involved. These things are a lot of fun. Once you catch the transfer pricing bug, it'll be fun. People will judge you, but that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Little known fact about being in tax, there's love and community. Yes. <laughs> As you know, we're trying to reach a, a, a broad global audience here. Is there a role for non-Americans? You know, that's something we've that's something we've talked about, Nate, because we have we have some contacts at non-US law schools and have been interested in getting them involved. So, and, you know, we, we have clients who have transfer pricing people based outside the U.S., you know, who we'd love to get involved if they're, they're keen to be mentors. So I think the, the short answer is yes, there is a place. I think that, you know, we've tried to, working out some of the logistics because we are, to some extent, driven by the ABA's fiscal year and, you know, working toward the May meeting and when U.S. law schools and, and LM programs and MBA programs and academic programs, our academic year runs roughly August to May. So that's kind of how we've scheduled the program. But if the stars align with uh, non-U.S. mentees uh, who could could flow into that, and if we can find a mentor who's sort of kind of in their time zone, we'd love to make that work. I will say that, you know, there exists an opportunity with the IBA or the IFA and builds on the success of the this ABA program, right? Um, as perhaps a template or a starting point to think about how do you propagate this elsewhere. Now, it could be in partnership with the ABA, which is what we're hoping to do, but there aren't a lot of programs, maybe none, that actually match up law students and corporate leaders in transfer pricing. So this is really unique and it has garnered a lot of interest. So, you know, expansion is in the works, which was, just need to figure out how exactly that's happening. <laughs> so for those of us who are interested in listening and are interested in participating, how do you envision the, the role for kind of volunteers? I know that we have the mentors and the, and, and the mentees, but for those of us, you, you mentioned the jury. What would be those roles and, 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 and how can folks kind of contact you guys to get involved? Contacting is easy, David, and we can certainly post, you know, our Gmail, abatpmentoring at gmail.com into this chat or elsewhere, we can certainly make that available. But in terms of volunteers, I'll, I'll start it off and Liz, I know, you know, we can, we can add any number of things, but sort of the immediate lift is taking some of the sweat equity out of this, right? I mean, there, there's a lot of work putting a capstone together, for instance, hours burned, and they're quality hours because the product has to be interesting and fun, not just thrown together, right? So if volunteers want to come forward and help us create a capstone, you know, with the deck, maybe some of the math, um, rehearsing the different roles, helping us design it, spend five to 10 hours on it, that would be incredibly helpful. I mean, that's one clear place for a volunteer. Yeah, I think I would add, uh, I think a lot of that legwork we've done so that we could push it, you know, push out the assignment to the mentees this year. But we would love to enlist people now who are willing to commit to help with the next capstone. And, you know, start thinking about it and come up with something, something really interesting and sophisticated and uh, challenging for our, our next year's mentees. But 
for this year, uh, David, I think we're we're looking at having coaches for our IRS and taxpayer teams. We were originally, you know, looking for some TP litigators who have an eye to, to mentorship and coaching. Um, and I think we, you know, now we're sort of looking a little more broadly. So getting some folks who can who can coach the IRS and the taxpayer teams along the way. And then, you know, as Nir just said, we'll have our, our kind of panel who will, uh, you know, give some comments and feedback to the students at the at the end of the, the trial. But, you know, if if nothing else, show up and just cheer them on. You know, the we, this will be in it's in hybrid format. So you can join by Zoom or you can come into the room and meet some of these students because they are so impressive. As you as you will recall, David, the the young woman last year who uh, mm-hmm. you know when you when you said maybe you'd, maybe you do this even better than I do, uh, she said, <laughs> "Well, then maybe you should hire me." <laughs> so come and look. You know, if you uh, if you have holes at your firm that you need to fill, um, look no further because the they are they are an, a sharp group. I do wonder, would you start to then look to a, a more international kind of capstone project as you move forward, just as as folks out there are thinking of ideas. Seems to me like there's a lot of interesting things going on with the pillars and the interaction between that and transfer pricing. Personally, I think it would be a fantastic idea to have a capstone that involves overlap of transfer pricing and BEAT. But for those out there that are are thinking about this, certainly, you know, ideas welcome. And uh, I think something in particular that starts to bring a global perspective into this from the vantage point that I'm looking at this from somebody who'd, who'd both be interested in participating, but also, you know, what, what kinds of talent needs are out there. I, I think particularly among more junior American lawyers, getting a sense of what's going on in the rest of the world is really critically important. And so... I think an opportunity for for people to get exposed to that would be great. No, I, I completely agree. I know one of the things, and I think Nerjan, we, we may have uh, talked about this briefly after doing the kind of competent authority one, is if you get the volunteers, and I think this would be a really cool thing to do internationally, is take a competent authority and do soup to nuts all the way to arbitration, and maybe even layer in some of the stuff from the pillars and see how that works. And if you have international students, I think that would be a good one international students and mentors, it'd be a good one to kind of give perspective and, and, and looking at all of that. So I think there's a lot of fun that can be um, that can be had with this. And as transfer pricing not only seems to be infectious from person to person, but it seems to be taking over tax, you know, worldwide. Everything has a transfer pricing angle to it. Every new tax rule you hear about, there's some transfer pricing piece to it. It's great to kind of start layering on that other stuff to not just show transfer pricing, but this is how transfer pricing interacts with tax and, and business. You know, one thing we could do just to internationalize the program right off the bat would be to welcome, you know, mentors who are in European or Asian headquartered companies that have a reach into the U.S. because those are huge transfer pricing issues. And I think U.S. LLM students, JD students, would welcome that opportunity to see what is the European headquartered multinational do? How do they view risk? What's their risk appetite? So if if you're listening and you fit mm-hmm. that profile, <laughs> that was ABATP mentoring at gmail.com. We will find you. We want you. <laughs> link, link in the show notes. Yep. <laughs> Everybody can find it. Exactly. 
This has been really awesome. Any thoughts or things we want to make sure we get on the table b- before we wrap? Yeah, I think the only thing I would I would add, I would second uh, Iman's thank you to our mentors because, you know, I, obviously we couldn't do this without anybody who's involved, but I mean, they are they are really, really a crucial piece and we are so grateful for the, the time that they devote to the program. Uh, and I would also, you know, reiterate that Iman is our MVP. Um, you know, I, she is extraordinary and you, you know, I, you are very lucky to have her on your team. Liz, you're too kind. Thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I totally second that. And this is when Liz and I can get some sleep and Iman's like, well, what, what about that? We didn't finish that. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Um, no, that, that's absolutely true. And I will say to the mentees, potential mentees who are interested in applying for the program, don't wait. Please don't wait till September 29th to get your application in. Apply early. It's a great program. It's There's no thought required in terms of getting your application in. So early is good. And that does increase your chances of getting in the program. Well, with that being said, first of all, Liz, Narija, Aman, thank you so much for doing this. I think the program's awesome. Big thanks to the mentors. Really appreciate you guys getting me involved last year. I had a blast and continue to help however you guys need. Um, But again, thank you so much for doing this. This has been an episode of Guilty Conscience. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Guilty Conscience. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any future conversations. Skadden's tax team is recognized globally for providing clients with creative and innovative solutions to their most pressing transactional, planning, and controversy challenges. Additional information about Skadden can be found at skadden.com. 